Alright, welcome back to episode 24. I'm sitting here with Rahul. Uh, if you don't mind, just do a little quick intro. Yeah, so my name is Rahul. I'm a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, I'm studying business with a uh, specialization in finance and just been involved with entrepreneurship from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, started when I was around 15 or 16 and I'm still continuing from, from then on. What was the first venture so the first venture it was not necessarily a venture it was like taking a project and actually bringing it to fruition mm-hmm. um we were approached by the united nations and the world bank to tackle some of the issues that they were trying to tackle right. uh, one of them in high school this was in high school okay uh, one of them was malnutrition mm-hmm. um so we were trying to develop plans on how to tackle it but the issue with with a lot of people is that you see a kid trying to put together a plan and then they, they don't think it's going to happen right right they doubt that uh that you're going to take that plan to something that's actually concrete or substantial mm-hmm so my first venture kind of sparked from that that kind of discontent with adults always discrediting you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went ahead and put together our plan and piloted it in India, and we actually ended up curing some sort of malnutrition cases or severe amazing, malnutrition yeah. cases in India. That's awesome. So yeah. that was kind of your first like experience with entrepreneurship. Um, Do you have any like tendencies or inclinations before that where you felt like you were inclined towards business or uh, it came naturally to you, like you mentioned? Actually not. Uh, when before, so I was part of this program called the Entrepreneurship Diploma in high school. Um, we took classes like strategy and marketing, financial literacy, private equity, and venture capital. But in before, high school. In high school. What high school did you go to? It's called a village school. It's oh, a yeah. small high school. Oh, we um, played you guys in uh, soccer. Really? Yeah, you guys are insane. <laughs> yeah, we're really we good. A at lot soccer. of international students, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Um, so before the Entrepreneurship Diploma, I was introverted. I uh, I didn't interact with that many people. Um, I was very closed off. When you asked me to present in front of someone, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. I ran yeah. away. Came up with excuses to, to not do it. Right. Um, but doing the diploma kind of pushed me to interact with people that I don't generally interact with. Mm-hmm. Asked me to present in front of people that I don't generally present in front of. Um, and pushed me out of my comfort zone. So then, starting from then, I had that kind of inclination, a little bug that says that maybe this is something that's good for me and something I can be good at. Right. Um, and from there, that's where it started. That makes sense, man. I kind of had a similar thing. Um, I don't know if I mentioned before we started recording, but I moved here when I was 12. So I was born in India and I moved here when I was 12. Okay. And uh, when I moved here, I had no friends and I, I didn't have a social life. I didn't get along with people because I didn't understand. Like, I, didn't, I, I was just new, right? You're young, you're new, you don't know. And so I started getting into YouTube and making YouTube videos about like gaming and stuff. Solid. Started getting money. Uh-huh. That's when like the whole esports thing was like an underground thing. And, um, so that was kind of my first taste of like, quote unquote, being an entrepreneur and being your own boss in a way, because I was getting paychecks. I was kind of happy. I saw the vision. I saw what it could lead to. And then that's when I got hooked. Like, that's when I knew, you know, even if I do go down the normal path, have jobs, do internships, I still want to have something mm-hmm. that's my own that not even monetary, but like. That's just something my own that I can work on and that I'm passionate about. No, I respect that. I respect that. That's something that I came across as well when I was trying to launch my startups. Mm-hmm. Just talk about your uh, talk about your startups. Because part of the reason why I wanted you on here is because I saw how much shit you were doing. <laughs> yeah. Especially being so young, yeah. it's like fascinating to see, and it's mm-hmm. honestly inspiring. So talk about that. So. Um, so my dad runs his own company um, and so he's always pushed me to go beyond what's traditional um, he didn't want me to you know pursue certain things and work at a traditional firm and, and be in that nine to five um, so I was gonna push into entrepreneurship uh, with him 
Um, and then I kind of took it from there. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to apply this apply to this incubator over the summer um, and what I did is I brought high schoolers from all across the nation that I've never met before mm-hmm. and put them together into an eight-week program where we had to develop a startup where was this uh, so this took place in San Francisco but we traveled to Chicago and New York as well nice. um, and so we came together uh, none of us knew each other and we had to create a startup in eight weeks which is not the best time frame um, so we came up with the idea of launching a startup called 3dma mm-hmm. It's simple. You attach a scanner to your phone, yeah. do a 360-degree scanner on the side of swelling, and it'll produce a 3D model which you can analyze with our platform. It's amazing. The issue is, is though, like a lot of current hospitals, you dunk like the swelling into a tank of water and mm-hmm. measure the water displaced. Right. The tank can get infected, and yeah. if you have swelling in your neck, how are you going to dunk that into a tank, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it was a novel idea, and we felt like it could it could take off. Especially um, with how accessible it is, putting it on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. And, and with everything going to technology and mobile, we thought it was the best opportunity to take advantage of. Um, so we met with venture capitalists from Chicago, New York, San Francisco. We collaborated with Stanford medical researchers. Amazing. We went out on the street and interviewed random people to figure out if this is a product that's worth bringing to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up validating our customer segments and we beta tested our product in roughly 20 clinics across Houston and a few in India as well. That's amazing. Um, that's a huge market. Yeah. If you, get in, if you get into like the Indian medical market, <laughs> oh my goodness. So and it's good as well because it's relatively cheap. So mm-hmm. a lot of Indian hospitals are looking for cheap products exactly. to put in their system. So, um, so that was my first startup, and that's where I got my first taste for entrepreneurship. Um, I carried that out as my capstone for the diploma that I was a part of in high school. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in college, and I'm trying to launch a social platform. Right. Um, we we try to bring together students and, and other youth activists to publish stories in our platform, promote their causes, and then generate. A snowball effect where other people can come together. What's the uh, What's the name of it? It's called Do Your Bit. Do so, Your Bit. So okay. Do Your Bit in your community. Mm-hmm. So I I got a taste with the for profit ventures, but I wanted to pursue something a little bit more, not for profit, more socially oriented. Um, so so people can come together, post uh, events that they're doing in their community, post their stories, right? Generate a good feeling from the readers that are reading it, mm-hmm. and then there are action items at the bottom of those articles that people post, yeah. So that people can can take what they've learned from that article and then translate that into something they can do in their community. So that's amazing. Where did the where did the inspiration for that come? Uh, so from? I used to host a lot of basketball tournaments in high school oh. uh, to raise funds for certain causes. Nice. And and I was thinking that there should be another way to bring this beyond my school, um, another way that other schools and other students can interact with this event and do mm-hmm. it in their schools. So that's not just my event, it's everybody's event. Um, so I decided to launch a platform where I can post these things um, and have people come look at it um, and take ideas and inspiration from it and launch it in their community. So that's where the inspiration came from. And we that's ended amazing, up uh, hosting a Thanksgiving lunch for the differently abled in Houston. Mm-hmm. We posted that article on our website. It got picked up by a couple of sponsors and we got over $20,000 in funding. That's amazing. Um, so it's a good way to push out events that, that people are running in their youth and in their community. I mean, looking at everything you do while going to college, yeah, you know, it's got to be hard, right? Yeah. You got to manage hard. like your time wisely. So how, how's that challenge for you? Because a lot of people that I know or that I've interacted with, they, they have their normal nine to five or they go to school mm-hmm. and then they want the other half of their day to chill. They want to relax. They want to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. Where do you find that balance? And what would you say to young entrepreneurs and even those people like what would you say how do you find that balance yeah so that balance has been <laughs> difficult to get um, I because i i'm taking like roughly 16 hours of coursework and 
on top of that, I got my organizations and things I gotta do. So yeah. the, acti- the the time I can allocate for social events and activities gets minimized. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, uh, I mean, again, this might be an opinion that's generally contested. But I think there's a lot of time to socialize and not that much time to do what you're actually passionate about. 100%. And if you reduce the amount of time you spend in social activities and allocate more time towards what you actually are passionate about, it pans out on the long term, you know? Exactly. You and have... it's even fun. Like, it's, exactly. it's genuinely fun if you enjoy what you do and you see where it could go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's, I have way more fun following or rather doing what I love mm-hmm. than hanging out with people that I also love. But uh-huh. It's like you find that balance. Exactly. You know, my dad's always taught me, um, and it sounds cliche, but you can party for 20 years and work for the rest of the 40 years, mm-hmm. or you can work for the 20 years and enjoy for the next 40 years. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that because you, you do want to have some uh-huh. sort of balance, right? Like you could work 20 years, make a lot of money, and then you just, granted, like you could have a good life, mm-hmm. but there's certain shit you can only experience if you're young so no that's fair you do have to have that balance but mm-hmm. i do see his point as well mm-hmm. but let's transition into um some of the challenges you might have faced how okay. you overcome some shit like this a lot of people that's their first hurdle that they encounter is mm-hmm. like or whatever hurdle they encounter but like when they get to that point or get to that wall they don't know how to maneuver and so they give up or they back off how do you deal with that so i'm gonna be honest my main obstacle is definitely my age that's definitely the biggest challenge. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast mm-hmm. as well. But if you walk into a room and you're like a 16, 17 year old and you're like, yeah. I have this business idea. This is why you should invest in it or this is why you should collaborate with me. A lot of people are going to turn their heads the other way. True. Um, so that was probably the biggest challenge. And then obviously the scheduling with school um, and, and things like that. Um, but I think now in, in today's age, you have a lot of young people launching startups. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, just in my school alone, I had five or six kids that launched their own companies, um, and they're only 15 years old. Um, Jeez, man. <laughs> so, so I feel like I feel like as the generations pass by, people are becoming more and more accepting towards people who are launching startups at a young age. 100. Um, percent I understand it. Like, the young people see the opportunity and they they want to be a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. whether it be the entertainment side or even like. 14 year olds making $100,000 off of TikTok. Like, exactly. that shit's happening. Exactly. So, you know, it's like the young people are, we're in a very, very um, blessed sort of state, mm-hmm. stage of life where everything's easily accessible. So, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, building on, on top of that, you know, social media influencers like Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone, um, they have social media now that can reach out to young viewers so they inspire a lot of young kids as well man. To, uh, to pursue what they want to pursue it's all a matter of like what you consume mm-hmm. if you consume entertainment if you I've had people that purely consume like vlogs of uh, the fake personality that you <laughs> see online right yeah. so that's where their mind goes to it's like I want to be like uh, I'm not saying Mr. Beast is fake but mm-hmm. I want to be like Mr. Beast I want to give people money and then I want to be famous or if you consume Gary Vee's content and get inspired by people like that, you see the benefits and you see sort of the appealing side of entrepreneurship, even though he does clarify that it's not all good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that comes with it. And that's kind of what I want to get into is like the shit that people don't see that comes with being an entrepreneur and trying to pursue your your goals and your dreams. I mean, it's, it's difficult because... <laughs> 
So I, I, so you know, you've heard the phrase "fake entrepreneurs and actual entrepreneurs," right? Yeah, I have a whole episode on it. Really? Yeah. So there are people, there are people who, uh, who pursue certain things to a certain level, and then they'll boast it to ten times what it is. Hundred percent. Right? Um, and sometimes I, you have to do that though to get uh, funding, not in the literal exactly. sense, but in the, in sort of the, the sense of getting people on board, creating that effect. Mm-hmm. So. But then, but then those people kind of fail to see the actual hard work that it takes mm-hmm. because. Look, we're one in seven to eight billion people, right? You're a small speck and you're trying to launch something. Not yeah. that many people are going to care about it. No matter what's going on in your life, nobody gives a shit, right? Nope. So the fact that you got to take something and make people care about it, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest challenge that one yeah. can have behind the scenes. Um, Unless there's like a clear benefit. Exactly. In your case, you know, there's a clear benefit and clear um, sort of uh, application of the product and the brand in mm-hmm. a way, right? So, but it, yeah, I do see what you're pointing like. The entertainment side you know a lot of people sell fucking uh, mentorship programs <laughs> yeah.